RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The health secretary describes the relaxing of social distancing rules as an art based on science. U.S. regulators approve the use of an antiviral drug to treat hospitalized coronavirus patients. And the leader of North Korea makes his first public appearance in three weeks. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says considering how to relax social distancing rules is an art based on science. Speaking on an RTHK program, Professor Chan explained that the government needs to balance the risks involved with the public's desire for the resumption of normal life. She revealed the government is reviewing the four-person limit for tables at restaurants. She also pointed out the government would be more confident in allowing the reopening of restricted premises if they could ensure everyone inside wore face masks and stuck to the rules on spacing. Venues, including gyms, cinemas and bars, have been closed on government orders and gatherings of more than four people have also been banned. These measures are set to expire on Thursday. Regulators in the United States have authorized the emergency use of an experimental drug, remdesivir, as a treatment for the coronavirus. The Food and Drug Administration took the decision after a U.S. trial suggested that remdesivir helped to shorten the recovery time for hospitalized patients. President Trump, who has been a vocal supporter of the antiviral drug, said he'd been working with the manufacturer. Gilead now has an EUA from the FDA for remdesivir. And you know what that is, because that's been the hot thing also in the papers and in the media for the last little while. An important treatment for hospitalized coronavirus patients. It's really a very promising situation. Uh, We've been doing work uh, with the teams at the FDA, NIH, and Gilead for spearheading this public-private partnership to make this happen very quickly. The drugs maker Gilead Science says it will donate the first vials for free, but it has yet to confirm how much it will charge for subsequent doses. Daniel O'Day is the company's CEO. We made a decision to donate about 1.5 million vials of remdesivir. We'll be working with the government to determine how best to uh, uh, distribute that uh, within the United States as quickly as possible because there are patients out there that can benefit from this medicine today that are hospitalized and we don't want any time to waste for that. Experts warn that the drug doesn't represent a magic bullet in treating the disease. A New York nursing home has reported the coronavirus-linked deaths of 98 of its residents. The Isabella Geriatric Center said 46 residents had died after testing positive. The other 52 were suspected to have had the virus. Here's the BBC's Charles Haviland. As recently as Wednesday, the Isabella Geriatric Center was reporting just 13 coronavirus deaths. Its tally is now more deaths than any other such facility in the state. Reports speak of overwhelmed staff and families left in the dark about their relatives' health. At one point, the home ordered a refrigerated truck to store bodies because funeral parlours could not take them. New York City's mayor, Bill de Blasio, has called the loss horrifying. The state governor, Andrew Cuomo, said any underreporting of fatalities would be a crime. Several European countries are taking steps today to ease restrictions imposed over the pandemic. In Spain, adults will be able to exercise outside, and in Austria, all shops are now allowed to reopen, as the BBC's Bethany Bell reports. Small shops reopened in Austria two weeks ago, but now all stores are permitted to start business again. Hairdressers and beauty salons are also allowed to operate. Austrians are now free to leave their homes after lockdown restrictions were eased, but they're still being asked to keep a metre apart. 
According to the Hungarian news agency, Budapest is opening its borders for business travel from Austria, Germany, South Korea, Poland, the Czech Republic and Slovakia. In Germany, churches, museums and playgrounds will open on Monday. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has appeared in public for the first time in nearly three weeks, ending an absence that prompted international rumours about his health. The country's official news agency released photos showing Mr Kim opening a factory. The BBC's Laura Bicker in Seoul has seen the pictures. He's smiling, he's cutting a ribbon at a fertiliser plant in Suncheong, which is just north of the capital Pyongyang. Uh, and certainly he appears very much alive and very much well at the moment. Where has he been for the last 21 days? That is the big question. Certainly it sparked rumours that he may have had a heart operation, he may be gravely ill. There were headlines that he was even dead or in a coma. Um, however, Kim Jong-un does appear to today, certainly in state media to be very much alive. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The newly installed Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hay, has played down concerns over the health of the property market despite a surge in homeowners seeing the value of their homes fall below the outstanding balance on their mortgage loans. The Monetary Authority has reported that the number of residential mortgage loans in negative equity jumped twofold from December to more than 380 cases. But Mr. Hay says the financial market overall is stable. He also pointed out the government has been monitoring risks in the home market while trying to rejuvenate the sagging local, local economy. Right now, the immediate priority is definitely to revive the economy because, after all, we have been subject to many restrictions that you can imagine over the past few months due to COVID-19. So the immediate priority is really for us to act together to revive the economy through different measures. And the measures that are subject to the electrical approval, as you have seen over the past few days, I think is definitely something that we want to do in order to provide a sort of foundation for our economic recovery. The world's biggest, single biggest coronavirus lockdown is to continue as India's federal government has extended nationwide restrictions by another two weeks. India has reported more than 1,900 new infections in the last 24 hours, a new record for the country. The BBC's Divya Arya reports from Delhi. The announcement details the division of the country into green, orange and red zones. Green zones, that is those that have reported no confirmed COVID-19 cases in the past three weeks, will open up now. But some restrictions will continue across the country. Travel by air, rail, road will still be prohibited. The sudden announcement of the lockdown in March left millions of migrants stranded. Today, when states finally started moving these laborers back to their homes, the announcement of an extended lockdown, but with concessions, may offer relief to some. Canada has banned 1,500 types of military-grade assault weapons. The move comes after the country's worst mass shooting in Nova Scotia last month, which left 22 people dead. Canada's Prime Minister is Justin Trudeau. Today, we are closing the market for military-grade assault weapons in Canada. These weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only, to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. There is no use and no place for such weapons in Canada. A ban on assault weapons was one of his campaign pledges in the election that brought him to office in 2015, but with urban and rural officials in his party divided, action was delayed. 
The Democratic Party candidate aiming to challenge Donald Trump for the U.S. presidency, Joe Biden, has flatly denied he sexually assaulted a former aide nearly 30 years ago. Mr. Biden said the allegation by Tara Reid was not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. I don't remember any type of complaint she may have made. It was 27 years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. Tara Reid was one of eight women who came forward last year to accuse the former vice president of sexual harassment. Mr. Biden said he was instrumental in protecting American women by promoting the Violence Against Women Act in the 1990s. Space fans are being urged not to travel to Florida for the first home launch of astronauts in nearly a decade due to the coronavirus outbreak. In the past, huge crowds have descended on the Kennedy Space Center, but NASA's top officials say this time people should watch the event at home. Speaking at a NASA briefing, one of the astronauts, Douglas G. Hurley, said he agreed with the advice. Yeah, it certainly is disappointing uh, aspect of all this uh, pandemic is the fact that we won't have, you know, the, the luxury of uh, our family and friends being there at Kennedy to watch the launch. But it's obviously it's the right thing to do in the current environment. The spacecraft is scheduled to blast off for the, in for the International Space Station on the 27th of May. And to end the news, our top stories once again. The health secretary describes the relaxing of social distancing rules as an art based on science. U.S. regulators approve the use of an antiviral drug to treat hospitalized coronavirus patients. And the leader of North Korea makes his first public appearance in three weeks. That ends the news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week, we have a smorgasbord of musical themes on offer. First, our featured album from Jive Jazzed Up Queen, Janine. New songs from artists from different places on the planet singing their quarantine-slash-lockdown songs. And in between, hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. And as always, Giovanotti sings it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with this song, which is on the charts. I played it when it first came out. I'm playing it again. Les Amazons d'Afrique, the Amazons of Africa. Of course, all the divas of Western Africa from Ghana, Nigeria to Senegal. And on this particular track, it's called Queens. <laughs> The African queens of the Amazons of Africa. Uh, Malian singer Rokia Kone uh, is on lead vocals. And uh, this is a traditional Bambara song from Mali. Traditionally encouraging women to be strong, resilient in face of hardship, uh, specifically young married women in Mali who are disrespected by their husbands, their co-wives and their in-laws every day. They got a lot to endure and sacrifice. And the song reminds them of the important role they play in family life. They're not alone. They are queens. Les Amazones d'Afrique. So here's Rokia Kone from Mali and Queens. <laughs> 